here's the funny thing, like living the balanced life, right? There was never a way for me to live that perfectly. I just realized I needed to lean into motherhood and then the business world. And I didn't really have a solid vision of what that dream would look like. Um, I just wanted to make my own rules, but it turns out that it gets really messy. And then I'm like, wait, I need structure. And then I'm like, but I don't want too much structure. It was just like a mess all the time. So me having the perfect-ish balance of working with moms in the community, supporting those businesses and really getting the diversity into my brand, but also bringing the community together. And I'm continuing that. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. I'm Courtney Galster, joined by Ann Canoodala and our special guest, Anahita Champion, who is a first-generation Iranian immigrant who is passionate about inclusive storytelling. She is a wife and mom who is priding herself on focusing her personal and professional projects around her three core values, community, diversity, and joy. And we are so excited to have her here. Welcome. Hi, ladies. It's so amazing to chat with you. I'm excited that we get to re-record this because we actually recorded once. I mean, let's talk the reality of a podcast. We recorded once and and it disappeared. So we're actually recording this interview for the second time. And I secretly think you guys just wanted to hang out with me again. So here we are, girl chat. Well, obviously. You are one of our favorite people to chat with. Amazing. Thanks for having me, y'all. So So, Anahita, give us a little background. You do a lot of different things, both paid and volunteer. And I'd love just kind of an overview of what you do. Yeah. So I spend um, a good portion of my time as a media producer and as communication strategist working with women and BIPOC entrepreneurs on their communication strategy, storytelling, and their philanthropic initiatives. And I also spend a good portion of my time supporting the mom and women community, whether that is sisterhood, motherhood, however that looks like, through gathering together and then giving back. I love that so much. I just, you know, even in your name, Anahita Champion, like you are such a champion for others. And I don't know, I mean, I feel like people have probably told you this before, but I just think like, you have this presence around you and your personality just shines and you have this energy that you champion for everyone else. You cheerlead for everyone else. And, um, it's just, it's so fun to see that. And I, I just love having you here and it always makes me want to be better, do better. And I love constantly learning from you. You're so sweet. You are a big time cheerleader. I mean, you have been for a while. We met through the Twin Cities Mom Collective and then just girl stuff. And in every different realm, you're always cheerleading my comments and, and, and texting. And and I love, love, love it. And you you actually have really helped just kind of be a, a different set of ears and eyes outside of, you know, what I'm doing, which we can give advice to other people. We can consult other people, but we just can't take it ourselves for some reason. And whenever it comes to the things I'm doing and it's so, so there on, you can do it, just do it, add this, do that, switch this, you can do it. 
Oh, well, thank you. But I know it's like, it's because I, I truly believe in everything that you're doing. And I think, you know, we align in so many aspects of our, you know, beliefs and our mission. And, um, yeah, so it's been really fun to walk alongside you and and cheer you on and have you cheer me on as well. So we're really excited today to just kind of talk about all of the things. Um, but let's start a little bit with your story. How did you get to where you are now? I know obviously you are not working a traditional nine to five. So just tell us a little bit about what that's looked like for you. Yeah. And at one point I did, I, I um, went to the University of Minnesota in undergrad and graduate school. So I have my master's in strategic communications and I've always been very interested in what's happening, what's sparkly. Oh, that thing over there. I want to be involved. I love participating in group activities, leading, talent shows, cheerleading, theatrical performances, all the things. So um, I did work the corporate jobs for several years. And the last corporate job I had sucked the soul out of me. And then I went into a contract job that was the polar opposite of still sucking the soul out of me. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm going to just continue my own side gig, which at that point I had an internship and I was freelancing. And it just took that one last sucking the soul out of me to realize I need to just continue to do my own thing. And I was terrified, right? Because I'm like, I can't make this jump. What if this? What if that? I will tell you, you need to just do it. So I did it. And um, almost 10 years later, I've still been working my own thing. And what that looked like was PR and consulting for arts and entertainment, helping music, fashion, film industries, and nonprofits with their storytelling, getting them in front of press and media and polishing up their brand and just kind of getting their confidence level up for marketing and growing their exposure. And I had a baby in 2016 and I was like, WTF, how do you do all the things and laundry and take a shower and nurse the baby and get emails done? You can't, and it doesn't work very well. So I started another business hoping that I would hire contractors to support families and moms. But then the pandemic happened years later as we all know, shook the tree and all the leaves fell off. So I'm like, okay, back to our roots. Um, what do I like? I like consulting. I like marketing. I like social community. So I went back to that type of strategy, but working with the moms. So I've, I, I merged the, the passions of strategy and media with working moms and business owners. So um, yeah, the Twin Cities Mom Squad came out of that. And um, my whole three pillars were grow, gather, grit grow, gather, and give. And now it's more so just gathering together and giving back. I love that. And I know you have some big changes coming to the mom squad. So tell us a little bit about what that's going to look like and what you're doing. So people are going to have to follow me um, on Anahita Champions social platforms and the TC mom squad just to see what those exactly will be. However, um, I know some of them. That's why I'm saying you have to follow me because I don't know all of them, right? We're all (laughs) So stay tuned as I'm like, I don't exactly know everything. (laughs) But I think that just even in itself goes to show what you said is, you know what? Sometimes you just have to take the leap. Sometimes you don't know. It's scary. It's risky. And be okay with letting your business evolve into what feels good and lean into those passions of yours. Like I love how you are not afraid to shift your business when it feels necessary and to like evolve and grow as a business. Yeah. 
here's the funny thing, like living the balanced life, right? There was never a way for me to live that perfectly. I just realized I needed to lean into motherhood and then the business world. And I didn't really have a solid vision of what that dream would look like. Um, I just wanted to make my own rules, but it turns out that it gets really messy. And then I'm like, wait, I need structure. And then I'm like, but I don't want too much structure. It was just like a mess all the time. So me having the perfect-ish balance of working with moms in the community, supporting those businesses and really getting the diversity into my brand, but also bringing the community together. Um, and I'm continuing that. So the transition with the mom squad is going to look, and this is out there in the public, is the services will be taken away and, and totally shifted fully onto my personal platform of storytelling. Some of it will be video, some of it will be podcast, some of it will be written. And um, the mom squad is going to be focused solely on giving back to the community through multiple different initiatives and nonprofits we're working with, and then gathering, really, the sisterhood and motherhood. So many women need that. We're deprived of that from the last two years. Motherhood is isolating, even though we say that we have friends, it's complex, and so just casual, mom's night out, yoga and brunch, happy hour, let's go go-karting. I mean, whatever, right? So some of it will be ticketed, some of it will be free. Um, but gathering and giving. And that is, I'm so excited for that. I love that. I, I think it's so important. We often like over the past two years, it's really easy to say yes to a zoom call or yes to something where you're sitting from the comforts of your home, like we're doing right now, um, <laughs> you know, in your yoga pants and sweatshirt. Um, but you just get so much out of that face-to-face connection that I think we've been missing out on these past two years. Yeah. And that was the feedback with even the clients that I've served in the mom squad community. Moms are very difficult to work with, but I absolutely love them because it's no fault of their own. It's difficult to work with. That's why I wanted to work with them because they're just our allies and, and, and proactive projects and resources focusing solely on them all the time. There's so many things out there. And so I wanted to just have that focus be on the mom entrepreneurs. I get it. I think what you're talking about is perspective, right? And it's really easy for us to get wrapped up into our own lives and our own situation and in our own comfort zones. But when we can have that perspective of how other people are living their lives and what it looks like with their struggles or challenges, it's going to provide you with that perspective and it's going to open you up to being a more empathetic person. All of that. Absolutely. I mean, I've worked on, I've been on the board of directors for an organization that centers its work on LGBTQ youth. And so there were fun activities in the old school downtown Minneapolis, where we would do an event called high heel dash Men, women, people in drag would, you know, dart down like 50 meter sprint and crazy high heels. But you're also seeing a mini version of pride at these events. People showing up as their most genuine, authentic selves, not fearing having to cover up. And then being a volunteer at that event, maybe handing out badges or water bottles, just lets you see what people need in that community. And for some people, it might be acknowledging them. It might be helping. It might be hearing their story. And it's not about us at that point. It is not about us volunteering. It is about them. They are the hero. We are listening and we are seeing them. 
Same thing with the homeless youth organizations that I'm working with. It's granted a um, privacy purposes. We're not able to interact with them right now. And right now it's a COVID thing. However, the gala I was at and the fundraiser I was at this week, they had stories pre-recorded. You hear about why there's homeless issues. You hear about the root causes. And one of the former youth was saying abandonment. And if you're a parent or in a parent role, it hits you and you're like, oh my gosh. And you just digest that differently. So for me to, to lead and be a squad sister in the mom squad is not about, hey, just sign up and let's go have fun. It's take the action to make a difference. Now, the one that we have coming up this summer for the Twins game, that's purely fun. Have a hot dog, distribute some concession foods, and then the Twins will give them $15,000. However, that's like you can have fun and make a change. However, there's so many different opportunities for giving back that's beyond just a donation. I mean, the volunteer aspect of it is huge. And a lot of people really elevate that around the holidays. And I think that's great. But you need to be you need to be present eleven months out of the year. On top of that, too, a hundred percent. Yeah, volunteering has always been something that's been really important to me. I think Anahita, that's where you and I connect a lot. Is that we both just have this passion for volunteer work, and I think sometimes it's you know shifting the perspective of volunteering around. Yes, your giving, your time, your money, you're making a difference. But I think there's this you know, there's this aspect of it is that when you volunteer, you also get so much. And I think as, you know, we're talking to the people that are listening who are entrepreneurs and business owners and living that balanced life, it's a, you know, how can volunteering not only help others, but how can that help you personally? Um, And I think that, again, it helps shift your perspective and it kind of helps you create, you know, uh, yourself as a person, as a whole, you know, so that you're not just thinking about yourself and it's okay, well, here's how others are living their life and here's what that looks like. And here's maybe what they struggle with and how can we come together to make that difference? Yeah. And then areas of where they thrive. It's like, oh, it's not always a sob story. It's like they just have a different lifestyle than us. And that needs to be seen and acknowledged and then celebrated too. So it totally is about perspective. Whenever I take on a project, a role, a contract or whatever, I like to show up with transparency, compassion and collaboration. And I think with transparency, it's being vulnerable enough to say, I just don't understand because I don't live this lifestyle. And I'm, and I, and I admit that. There's no need to apologize because we physically can't like change our race. We can't like do any of that. Circumstances can change on a socioeconomic status overnight. However, to show up collaboratively is also bringing like your, your mom group, your coworkers, your neighbors, um, putting together meal kits, doing backpack drives. It doesn't have to be anything to gloat about because it's not about us. It's literally about showing up and helping others out. And it's not charity. Some people will think about that and it might not, it might need, if that's the need, that's what it is. But for us to take away from it um, and to come in with compassion 
and to also digest what we're seeing. It might be uncomfortable. It might be so amazing. It might be enlightening. So yeah, there is a shift. It is about perspective. So that's why I say volunteer. And I don't mean volunteer just one time a year. I feel like people need to make an effort to show up quarterly. I was just at my daughter's school this morning, 45 minutes. I go put books away in the library. I love it because I get to be a fly on the wall, but I also get to establish a relationship with the staff there. And my daughter's in kindergarten, but the third graders now recognize me. So they come and ask me questions. And I think as a community, we just have to show up as a collaboration so that we can build trust and compassion and understanding with each other. So these third graders aren't really not going to know me in a couple of years, but maybe they will. They'll be like, oh, I, down. I think also it's about purpose. And a lot of us are choosing a balanced life because we want to be more intentional with what we're doing and how we're spending our time. And all of that comes back to purpose. And so how do you find your purpose? How do you refine your purpose? And how do you continue to let that evolve over time um, in a way that supports, supports the community that you serve? Because it's so important for us to recognize that our community is the future for our kids. And I think, you know, you there's a lot of people listening to the show that don't have kids. And I totally, totally respect that this may not be the conversation for today. But when you have, when you do have kids, everything kind of changes and your purpose, your passion, your life completely changes. And you want to create a better world for them to live in, in the future. And it's easy to um, kind of get wrapped up in the day-to-day of all the things that you have to do as a parent and as a working person and um, you know your hobbies and the things that you have going on. And you need to kind of take yourself, this allows you, volunteering allows you to take yourself out of that day-to-day grind and put you somewhere where you can really make a difference, but also think about what your purpose is. And I think that's freeing for people to kind of realize that there's more to life than just the grind. It's definitely, I think the purpose behind a lot of what I do is my personal experiences growing up. I felt like I had to try so hard to blend in. I have dark features. I do not look like the girl next door. Technically I did look like the girl next door because she was from a different country. In this case, (laughs) it's not the all American girl next door, the old school version of what that means. Um, I tried so hard to blend in. At one point I wanted to change my name. At one point I wanted to, I did. I like faked my name from like a girl from Wisconsin when people were like, where are you from, from? And I was like, so embarrassed by that. And then I would, what I would tell my 16 year old self is girl, own that shit, own that shit, 12 year old, own that five year old. Like, and you don't know because you, your brain is developing till you're 20 years old. And so for me to go back and tell myself to just not be ashamed and cover it up is, is easing up feeling underrepresented easy. Cause I live, I, I grew up in an affluent white suburb. There were not a lot of cockade. There are not, not a lot of kids that look like me in Woodbury in the nineties and two thousands. And maybe it's changed a little bit now, but even so the purpose, I think the underlying message that I want to convey through all that I do is to um, advocate for the underrepresented voices. Well, and I think you learn that these people are just like us. Just it's- like us. You know, and, and you, it allows you to be in their, what, what their life looks like. Right. So spend a day, like you said, spend a day in their shoes and really they're just trying, they have the same life goals that maybe we do. 
it just looks different. And it helps you to understand that. And I think sometimes too, there's this perception of volunteering too. I think when we say the word volunteer, like you said, it's not charity, it's volunteering. And that can look different. Volunteering Mm -hmm. can look like signing up for a nonprofit to give back, or you know what? It can look like baking your neighbors who are in their eighties, some cookies and bringing it over and spending a half an hour with them and checking in on them and seeing how they are. And, you know, going and cleaning up your neighborhood and taking the trash can and collecting all of, you know, the garbage on the streets in your neighborhood. I mean, I think it doesn't, we, we make it this big thing and we almost overcomplicate it at times where it can be very simple. It can be something that you can incorporate. You were saying Anahita, like it shouldn't just be in the month of December. It shouldn't be just quarterly. Like how can you incorporate this into your life on an ongoing basis, whether it is weekly, monthly, daily, but it is making a conscious choice to be a better human, to be a better friend, a better neighbor, and start small. It doesn't need to be this big, elaborate, I'm going to put on this $100,000 gala, but how can I be Mm -hmm. a better friend today? How can I support someone who is not having a great day? It's the random acts of kindness that also make a huge difference too. Like you were saying, taking out the trash, taking a meal over there. Sometimes I like to say, um, the school is really grateful. Like they, they, they are so grateful. Like, and they vocalize it. They treat me and stuff like that. And I'm almost embarrassed to accept the treat. I'm like, I am here to help and serve you. Thank you for allowing me into your space. It is my pleasure to be here. So I I thank them for allowing the volunteer experience, right? And so, yeah, some are like, you know, come volunteer and, you know, give your time because we really need extra hands. But sometimes it's, we also just want people to see what it's like in this world. Um, And so you have to have a purpose. You have to have an intention. You have to have a goal. And it's not to go and just tell everybody on LinkedIn and Facebook, like, I volunteered. I get a gold star because that's not cool. It's to make a difference, but also receive something. And, and then the, that's where the diversity piece comes into age, demographic, socioeconomic status, um, different types of activities, different types of um, abilities, disabilities, everything like that. And then for me, joy, well, and also like, like bringing some joy to it. Like I'm not a, I'm not a boring person. I don't think. Not at all. <laughs> That's what I, I love also think about too, you. like building your, <laughs> building your sense of community. Community is so important from the perspective of motherhood. And it's so important from the perspective of um, entrepreneurship, but like building a community of people in the community around you starts with kind of like getting out of your bubble a little bit and meeting people and putting yourself into situations where you're not isolated to, um, only seeing the people that live within a one block radius of your house. <laughs> just that I love the word community and I have totally taken it under my wing and redefined what it means this year because 
community could be the three of us in the champion home. It could be the city of Egan that I live in. It could be the district that we go to. It could be the sister community of women. It could be all the different BIPOC I work with. It could be the nonprofit community. It could be um, the disability, the indigenous. It could be the mom community, the elderly. I mean, the word Minnesota, the Persian community. It could be, damn, I don't know, the global community. That's a big one. But you get it. Like the word community is so, it's so personal. It is, but I also yeah. It too. Like when I'm talking about something, I always say the blanks community. So people see it. So it's represented. I like that. Well, and I'm going to take us a, a slightly different direction only because this is something I like to touch upon um, when I talk to people about you know, different ways to expand and grow your business is how can you look at volunteering through the lens as of a business owner? And I think that there are so many benefits to volunteering on a professional level where it can look a couple different ways, but one, it is a way for you to gain experience and perhaps something that isn't your nine to five job or even what you're doing um, and what you feel comfortable asking people to pay you money for, but maybe you love social media and you've never done it before. So how could you help a small business out and say, Hey, can I run your social media account for the next three months? I'll do it on a volunteer basis. I'm looking to gain experience. And then in exchange, I'm going to do your social media for the next 90 days. And so it becomes a win-win situation where you're able to not only give something that you're passionate about, but also you're gaining experience. And now you have a portfolio of something that you can show someone. That's exactly 100% how my business started. It was me showing up at, um, and my interests have always been arts and entertainment since I was a little girl. And so it was me showing up at fashion shows connecting with the producer ahead of time and saying, Hey, how can I help you behind the scenes? I want to get some more experience. And Lord, did they know that they needed some help. And so I showed up a few times, met a couple people from there that led to another event, which led to another event. And then through one of those events, it was somebody saying, Hey, you're really good at this. Will you run my, this could be production, could be some PR stuff, could be social media which then led to me volunteering as an unpaid intern, but I loved because they also paid us in like beauty services. It was a salon I worked for. Um, (laughs) Win-win. I know. I was like, I'll get my hair, makeup and and massage for this internship that I'm learning. And that internship that I had for 18 months was scouting artists for their art gallery. It was scouting performers for their once a month event. um, And it was helping with their PR and marketing stuff. And the talent that we didn't have necessarily kind of quote unquote, make it or have a good fit for that particular month. I wanted to work with, because I saw so much potential. So I asked them, hey, if you like some extra help, here's here, I'll charge you the small amount. And then that just grew and grew. And seven years later, I had a PR agency of my own, all because it started as me volunteering behind the scenes at an event. Like, I love that's, that. That's right there. Yeah. I love that so much. I mean, I I just think that sometimes people don't think about how volunteering can truly help you grow your business. And it's, it's gaining experience. It's making connections. You know, you can, 
uh, I am on the board of a nonprofit called Hands on Twin Cities, and they do a lot of pro bono work. And so you can go in as a professional and you can help these businesses, these small businesses that can't afford a marketing team, a social media team, a finance person, and you can go provide them with your experience experience and something you're passionate about. And not only are you helping out and are you giving back, but also I just think you take away so much personally from that as well. Sure. I mean, just giving as simple as you have a friend that has a baby, take them a little care package, a bagel and a decaf coffee, or maybe a half calf if it's a nursing mama <laughs> and just stay, just stay in their presence, put their dishes away and fold their laundry. Don't even ask, just say, I'd like to help you if you can allow me this time, or if you want to go take a nap. I mean, that's essentially what Twin Cities Mobile Mommy was when I ran the business, but, um, giving can be anything. Those acts of kindness, working with nonprofits, working with organizations, your neighbor, I'll help with the booster club, with their fundraiser. I'll help the city of Egan with their upcoming parade. I'll help, you know, whatever. So giving is definitely helping others, but it's so much more than that. It's also showing, leading by example. So hopefully your peers and your friends and your family will participate. And then it's also learning. It's a learning experience. So I am going to continue to recruit people to help give in whatever capacity that looks like and then gathering in sisterhood. And then on the storytelling platform, by these experiences, I have more perspective to help them guide them through their story so that they can share it with the world too. Anahita, it has just been so much fun chatting with you today. And I'm here to cheer you on and to just Again, I, I take away so much from your platform and the joy that you, you know, generate around you. And you're just a constant great reminder of why it's important to give back in that community aspect. So we will make sure to drop in all of your links so that everyone else can follow you and join in your community and help find those volunteer opportunities and and be a cheerleader for each other. Thank you so much, Anahita. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.